Hey, what's happening everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of Sermons and Cars. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Tony Martell. I'm super excited to be here today. Uh, before we get into today's topic, would you take a second, hit that subscribe button right there. Whatever platform you're listening. Um, and uh, that way you don't miss out on the awesome new content that comes out. Today's episode though, man, I have been super excited about this one. And it's affectionately called, What the Hell? <clears throat> what the hell have we been thinking and believing about God? What the hell? Did you know that your beliefs inform how you live? Right? What you believe about something will inform the actions you take. That should come as no surprise. As it relates to our podcast, in terms of how we believe in God, well, what we believe about God will inform how we live. So very simply put, if you believe God is a taskmaster, if you believe he's um, looming over you, uh, arbiter of all things right and wrong, waiting for you to mess up, well, then you're going to live under this veil of condemnation every time you don't live up to the expectations. So what we believe about God very much influences the actions and how we live. help us unpack this concept a little bit. I want to do a thought experiment. <clears throat> I want you to close your eyes. Don't close your eyes if you're driving, but you can still play along. I'm going to say a word and I want you to let the image come to mind. So let's start off with forest. Okay, most of you probably saw nice, nice green trees. Let's do dog. Maybe you saw Fluffy. Rest in peace. Let's do a horse. Okay. What about God? I'm going to let that one sink in. Just let that sit there for a minute. What is the image that comes to mind? Don't try and create it. Just let it happen to you. Now, let's, let's, let's get the odd ones out of the way first, okay? Maybe you were sitting there and then all you got was an, as an impression of peace. Maybe you didn't even have an image even, right? If that's you, would you please write a book for the rest of us? Because you have something to offer. And how you've arrived at this, how this impression has come to be formed in your minds, in your spirit, like, we, I would love to know. But for the rest of us, we probably had an image. Right? Maybe yours was an, an image of an angry being. Like, maybe you had an impression of fear or, or anger. For me, that image, quite literally, is a, is a man with a white fluffy beard on a throne on some puffy clouds. I kid you not. And if I'm completely honest, it's a white man. Right? And if that was you, maybe, maybe you have a similar Maybe you have a similar impression and similar image, right? And if you're on it, maybe your context, your ethnicity, maybe it's a black man. Or maybe you see a woman 
maybe, maybe you see a black woman. Well, whatever the case is, this image is foundational to helping understand um, how you have come to understand God and how you come to relate to God. But it is not God itself. And if you don't get anything else from this podcast today, let your awareness of this image, this imagery, let your awareness of it come into full view. And I'm going to ask you to be bold today and to begin to dissect it. Begin to ask questions about it. And where did it come from? Why is this here? How did, how did this become so formed in my spirit and in my mind's eye? And this is a hard journey. I want you to know that if, if this is a new concept for you, you're not alone. If this, is a, if this journey is, is frightening in some way, I want you to know you're not alone. But it doesn't have to be terrifying. It doesn't have to be earth-shattering for you. It doesn't have to be, cause you to spiral into a faith, faith crisis. If anything, what it should do is, is help inspire you to draw nearer to God. But at the end of the day, the question should be, which God? Now, I'm a big fan that both things can exist at once, two things, multiple things can exist at the same time. And we can even, we can have an image of God, whether it be a correct one or a right one or even a wrong one, but still God will use things in our lives. But it's still important to engage it nonetheless. I was in seminary and a, and a professor held up a picture of a pipe, a smoking pipe. They held up a, a picture of it. And he asked the class, what is this? And everybody in the class was like, it's a pipe. That's a pipe. Well, one, one person in the class who had clearly done the work, she raised her hand and she said, no, it's not a pipe. It's a representation of a pipe. Well, that began a, a sharp debate for the remainder of class over the nature of what is a pipe. And the dialogue obviously is meant to help us understand that she was right. It's not a pipe. It's a picture of a pipe. And the picture shows qualities of what the pipe is, but it is not the pipe itself. And the same exact thing can be said about God and the images in our mind. And this is a hard pill to swallow for a lot of us because it can feel unsettling. Well, then who, what have I been praying to? Who, who am I praying to? And that is a good question. Because if we have in our mind's eye an image of an, of, of an arbiter, an angry judge that, that will cast you into the pits of hell if you don't believe in, in this God, well, that is going to inform how you pray and interact with this God. Okay, because the image in our mind, while we have an image of God, it is not God. The same thing happens when we read scriptures or where, where we go to church and we hear our pastors talk and, you know, we're taught about God maybe from our parents and 
And all of these things begin to inform our understanding and, and creates this image in our mind that, that is fluid, it's changing, it's shape-shifting, it's... but the image is not God. Okay, so some of you are like, wait a second. If Okay, so then what are, what are we even supposed to do with that? What do we do then? And my advice is to start from the beginning. Let's, let's just hit pause on all of the theology that's out there, and let's just start at the beginning. And for me, I use scripture as a, as a reference point to help point me to God. A lot of people in the faith tradition of Christianity use, use the Bible. Well, the Bible starts with Genesis, and in Genesis 1 it says, In the beginning God created. And there's a beautiful poem about this, this being that creates things. And it's a being that, that when, when he separates the day and the night, he says it is good. And then we have another creation moment when God separates the waters from the dry land and says it is good. And then when this creating God says, let us create humanity in our image, and he creates humans, he says it is very good. So from the onset, we have a creating God fashioning goodness into his creation. And when we read, uh, when we read of, of poets and they pen words in, in the Psalms, like in Psalm 139, when it says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Where can I go to hide from your presence? And then the idea is encapsulated in the New Testament writers when they refer to humans as the pinnacle of creation. And for me, it's crystallized in the words of Jesus when he says, I have come that they may have life. That humanity can have life and life to the full. And this life, this is an, this is an eternal life. This is a Zoe life. Not just a not just a one-shot life, but a life that you can experience something eternal right now. And 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 this this is the thing that has been lost from the beginning of time. Well, I don't know the beginning of time, but it, it, for ages it has been lost from us of who we are. That's why it's so important to understand the beginning. Right? And I know that, we all know that in Genesis 3, there is a, there's a critical problem that happens that, that gets introduced into the narrative. We're all well aware of that. But before we get there, why don't we just take a second and, and make sure we're oriented properly. That there is a good God that creates good things and says about creation, it is very good. It says about you, human, a human, you are very good. So let's start there before we start allowing the imagery that says you're cut off, completely separate, depraved, destined for the hell of eternal torment if you don't believe in Jesus. Why don't we hit pause on that? Why don't we sit confidently in the beginning? And I think if you're willing to go on that adventure, if you're willing to lay down the ideas 
lay down the imagery that has been fashioned into your mind and your spirit, willing to, to use that fun word, deconstruct. If you're willing to go on that adventure, you think you're gonna experience some freedom. You're gonna begin to see that, whoa, wait a second, am I good? Am I, is that, is that true? Even though, even though X, Y, and Z, I might do, even though, what is that, how does that change my understanding of who God is? How does that change my ability to, to engage life? Because what I believe about God informs how I live. It informs my mindset, it informs my day-to-day -day actions. So today, yeah, today's question is what the hell are we believing? There's so much out here for us to see and experience. So much. But are we going to allow beliefs about God that have been indoctrinated and I don't use that word lightly we're going to allow these beliefs to control us because that's kind of what happens unless we take responsibility for our faith systems and actively and critically engage it that's why it says love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength can't just check our brains at the door every time we enter a church. Can't just check our brains at the door when we open up the Bible. God gave you a mind. We should be using it to glorify Him. To not put ourselves down. But to constantly engage Him. So I hope this helps. I hope today you'll unpack the image of God in your mind's eye and know that your beliefs about him impact how you live, the actions you take, the degree to which you then superimpose your belief system about God onto other people. And I hope you'll unpack and engage. And you know, I'm going to caveat this by saying you may decide that this is the way you want to believe. And that's okay. You, you can do that. But to not undergo these, the self-examination, to not be willing to engage, but to just be told what to believe and then believe it, I, I'm going to push hard on that. Because I think it, it, it's kind of like a, the unexamined life. Love the Counting Crow song is like, if you never stared off into the distance, then your life is a shame. Right? What was that song? Some old Counting Crows too. Anyway, so yeah, today, what the hell? More to come. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. All right, I'm out.
It was Mrs. Potter's lullaby, that's what it was. Hey, Mrs. Potter, don't cry. I said, hey, Mrs. Potter, I know why. Hey, Mrs. Potter, will you talk to me? Hey, Mrs. Potter, won't you talk to me?